right, it's Monday. Oh, I gotta have a little beer first. Why the fuck not? Better not put that too far away. Oh shit, what's happening? Fucking Jan 31. Alrighty then. Welcome back to the Jam Room Podcast, guys. How you all been out there? Hope you've had a fantastic week. As always, what's been going on in your world? Hopefully nothing too crazy, but crazy enough to be interesting, because a boring life is a fucking boring life, and no one wants that shit. Uh, so here we are. Fucking, it's a, it's a Monday, and... Uh, We've just had a new fucking wave of legislation come through here in Perth, Western Australia, guys. Um, so there's fucking vax passports needed fucking everywhere. Fucking everywhere. Um, except for grocery stores and drive-through fast food. That's literally it. I can't think of anything else. So, um, yeah, you've got to be fully vaccinated to uh, pretty much live these days. Except for groceries because they don't want to fucking cause that much of a riot, right? Ah, uh, but it's just what the fuck it is these days, hey guys? I, I I can't believe that this fucking, this tyranny is actually lapped up at our doorstep. Meanwhile, the rest of the world is starting to get rid of their mandates. You know, shout out to all the truckers over there in Canada. It's fucking crazy. I was talking to my wife about the um, the trucking convoy going on over there in Canada at the moment. And if you haven't seen anything about this trucking convoy, um... Pfft. You're not to blame because no mainstream media is, is covering it, um, which makes it interesting. Why the fuck would they not want to show this sort of massive piece of uh, peaceful protesting that's going on over there in Canada? It's starting up here in Australia. Truckers are doing another convoy. It sucks because Australia never comes up with its own ideas. We just sort of look around the world. And it's like, oh, they're doing something that's effective. Let's try and steal it. And we end up doing like a shithouse version of it that will end up doing nothing, right? It happened with the fucking the Black Lives Matters protests and shit. You know, Australia tried to co-opt that plight, which actually had nothing to do with us and meant nothing to us and had, you know, zero to do with our political landscape or our policing landscape or anything like that. If anything, here in Australia, cops... Uh, way easier on our black population um, than the rest of them, even though there's, you know, high numbers in the prisons and all that sort of stuff. You ask any cop, they will tell you that they just fucking let uh, our um, our black brothers and sisters away with a hell of a lot of shit because of the political black backlash. But that didn't stop them from doing their protests on the back of the George Floyd nonsense. And so we're doing the fucking, the trucking thing. It's going to be a shithouse version of it. It's not going to get the point across or whatever. So just my support is with the Canadian truckers over there in Canada. Just fucking hauling the hard roads midwinter over there. I've been in Canada this part of the year, um, especially in those fucking northern parts of Alberta and shit like that. It's brutal cold. So fucking shout out to those guys. I was talking to my wife about it yesterday, who's a Canadian. She didn't know anything about it. That's how fucking absent this shit is from mainstream media is that my Canadian wife didn't even know about this massive revolution going on in Canada. Um, and rightly so. I heard today that fucking Justin Trudeau, their prime minister, has had to fucking go into hiding because of it. So we'll see what hell, what the fuck happens out of that. He might emerge in blackface or something like that, as he's done in the past. 
<laughs> but yeah, we've got the Vax uh, passports for everywhere here in um, Perth, Australia right now. 12 new cases of COVID today. 12. 12 of them. Um, so if you're hundreds, maybe thousands of kilometers away from any COVID case at all, you better show your Vax passport. You don't have to show uh, proof of not having COVID, right? Like, because that, that makes a lot more sense. So you, like here, here in Perth, if you're unvaccinated and you have a dying child in hospital, you're not allowed to go see them, right? But if you have your double vax, but also have Omicron, you're allowed right in, right in, hey? Because of science, because of safety, right? Like surely the test for places like a hospital or whatever should be whether or not you have the disease, not whether or not you fucking uh, followed the government rules or whatever. But that's the situation we're in right now. No one really cares. We're all just doing the fucking, uh, just the general courtesies just to let the government think that they're in control or whatever like that. I went to my bottle shop today and I was um, the second customer in for the day. And the second time this poor dude behind the counter had to fucking like ask for a vax passport right he's new to it he doesn't really want to do it or whatever and this is a small local bottle shop guys there's one dude that's there and quite often i pull up to this bottle shop and there's a fucking the doors are locked and it says it back in 10 minutes because the one worker is out getting a fucking coffee finally right you know that happens it's it, they, they can't afford for a full-time security guy at the door, right? But they still have to do this bullshit. So I went into shops, I browsed, I did whatever, I chose out the cart and I wanted to fucking come up. And while I was paying for the item is when I had to show the proof of vaccine. I had already been in the store browsing for 10 minutes. Fucking science, right guys? So that's how these things are going to be um, enforced, right? It's going to be on your checkout, not your check-in because... Like, how many businesses out there can afford to fucking hire an extra full-time security worker, right? You can't. You can't. So you're going to have to just man the desk as usual and just ask for this extra piece of bureaucratic nonsense on your way out. It's got nothing to do with science. You know what? Fucking public health is not the responsibility of my fucking 23-year-old drive through attendant at the bottle shop, right? Because for some reason, you're allowed to do, like, you're allowed to do drive through fast food, Right? Uh, without a Vax passport, but you're not allowed to do a drive-through bottle shop. You tell me why this is about safety and health and not fucking um, control, right? You, you just explain to me why that one point makes sense, and then maybe I've got it all wrong. But who the fuck knows? It's just fucking the state of Australia right now. Uh, I've always hated this nanny state over here, guys. It's just unfortunate that my family happens to be here, guys. Because otherwise, I would be the fuck out of Dodge, man. I, I, I tell you. It's uh, pretty ridiculous out there. But that's what's going on in Perth. How's things going for you in the rest of the world? Are your mandates as, as weird, as bad? Like, um, are you actually fighting a real virus or whatever? Like, um, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not a, I'm whatever. I'm, I'm fucking just against government overreach. That's it. I've always said it from the start. I've got my questions about this fucking experimental gene therapy. I've got my questions about it, but I'm happy to kind of go along with it a little bit. You know, like it's not settled science, so I don't know how the hell you can fucking mandate a vaccine that's uh, not even had its results in yet. 
but here we are, 2022. Let's rock and roll, right? Anyway, plenty of fucking new music for us to talk about today, guys. Uh, we'll get into a few of them a little bit later on. And in music news, this Spotify shit that I mentioned um, uh, last episode, you know how fucking uh, Neil Young was kind of like pulling his music from uh, Spotify to protest the misinformation that's been spouted by the likes of Joe Rogan? Not spouted by Joe Rogan. It's been spouted by experts that are on the Joe Rogan show, right? Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Joe Rogan. He's a pretty popular podcaster. Um, yeah, none of it really adds up. I don't really see what's going on. A whole bunch of people are fucking jumping on that bandwagon uh, with Neil Young, who you know made most of his money from talking about rocking in the free world and then decides to fight against it. This guy's fucking awesome. Uh, and Joni Mitchell now, um, because everybody remembers her, uh, is is jumping on that same fucking bandwagon and trying to do the same shit, whatever. You know, eventually Spotify's got to do something and it's come out today um, that they're going to put a little bit of a warning and a little bit of a disclaimer at the start of some of these episodes that are potentially harmful for your three, uh, free uh, thought, right? You know, this might convince you of something that the government doesn't want you you to be convinced of, so we'll put a little warning there, a little trigger warning for all the little fags out there that fucking get upset with words, or something like that, I don't know what's going on, I've had my own beef with Spotify the last fucking week, um, and by the way, I am completely in support of Spotify, I've had my issues in the past, this podcast has had its issues with Spotify in the past, because they didn't understand podcasting right back in the day, and um, when I was putting up episodes that was literally just Liam and I jamming, having a conversation with our instruments rather than words, they didn't like that and they, they took the whole thing down and I sent emails back to them. They never replied. They didn't do whatever. So I started a whole new fucking RSS feed for my podcast on Spotify and I only included the episodes in which I talk for a bunch because it seems their algorithm only listens to the first 10 or so minutes of a podcast before making a judgment, right? Um, and that seems to have worked so far. And uh, we'll get back to that point later on. Um, we'll see what's going on with that. But I did last week get a fucking copyright strike from Spotify. Um, and they were saying that I got to review an episode. And the episode in question was episode 91. You can go back and listen to it if you want. I don't really know if it was anything significant in that episode. Um, we talked about some music and shit like that. And what I did do in that episode was I fucking was talking to you guys about uh, a dude that I had lined up for an interview and it all kind of fell through, right? And then I was kind of explaining to you guys as why I would have been a little bit hesitant to interview the guy anyway because his biggest hit on Spotify, this is a guy named Rasmus Hagen. Rasmus? Yeah, Rasmus Hagen was his name um, or is his name. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he's still alive. Uh, and so he was, you know, promoting some songs, all that sort of stuff. His biggest hit on Spotify had millions and millions of listens, spins or whatever the fuck you call them. Uh, and on the podcast, I just kind of pointed out the insane similarities between his hit song and Ed Sheeran's A-Team, right? So I was kind of ripping this dude and I was kind of saying that he ripped off Ed Sheeran. I got a copyright strike from Ed Sheeran's team, right guys? The 15 seconds of um, the Ed Sheeran song that I played 
just to show you how this other guy was ripping him off in complete defense of Ed Sheeran, right? Um, that was flagged for copyright by his team, and I had to review the episode, and Spotify's pretty good. They, they kind of say, you know what, fucking, you can say, yeah, you, you, you don't have the rights to it, or you can say, this is fair use. I'm doing it in the context of criticism or, um, or humor or um, parody, something like that, right? Then you're allowed to use, it kind of falls into that gray area of copyright if it's for an instructional video or if it's all this other sorts of stuff, right? And I was definitely using it in a critical sense, right? I wasn't criticizing fucking Ed Sheeran per se. I was criticizing this other guy for ripping him off and I was using that as evidence to... Um, to show my criticism of this Rasmund Hagen guy, right? But anyway, Spotify hasn't got back to me since I submitted that fair use uh, claim. We'll see what happens. The episode might go down. I don't fucking care, so listen to it while you can. Episode 91, uh, Draining Ponds, I believe the episode was called. Something like that. But all my episodes have the hashtag whatever fucking number after it. So it's JRP, hashtag 91, Draining Ponds. Uh, listen to it while you can because they might shut it down or whatever. But you know what? I'm fucking team Spotify on this one. They're fucking standing up for Joe Rogan and they're not cowering down to fucking the likes of Neil Young. And let's get into the Neil Young bullshit because there is obviously going to be things behind the scenes. So what do you guys think about this, right? Neil Young just seems like he cares about COVID misinformation. So therefore he's trying to fight the, the Joe Rogan experience, right? Um, but let's talk about something. Let's talk about a company called Blackstone. And if you guys don't know Blackstone, Blackstone is this big conglomerate kind of company that was buying up a shitload of real estate and stuff um, when the pandemic hit, right? And that's kind of their business model. They buy up a lot of stuff, right? Um, and so uh, August 2020, uh, Blackstone um, appointed a guy named Jeffrey Kindler as their new senior advisor. Now, Jeffrey Kindler happens to be the former chairman and CEO of Pfizer. You might be wondering, why the fuck does that matter to Neil Young? Well, Blackstone unveils music investment deal with Merck, right? Merck, um, Mercadalis or whatever the fuck the company's name is, but Merck, right? So this massive company, Blackstone, has a senior advisor who was the former chairman and CEO of Pfizer for the vaccines, right? Then... Fast forward a year, not even, oh, maybe a year. Um, they have a massive fucking investment deal with Merck. Then fucking a couple months later, Neil Young sells all of the rights to his catalog to Merck. And now Spotify is removing Neil Young's songs because of COVID misinformation. That might be something to do with why this is happening. Maybe, I don't know. People aren't really talking about that that too much, right? So the guy that actually owns the rights to Neil Young's music, to, for the fact the fact that fucking people think that Neil Young has the choice to remove his music or not is ridiculous. That's not how the music industry works. Your label owns your music if they put up all the fucking money to produce it, right? Or they bought the rights to it or whatever. Paul McCartney with the Beatles, etc., etc., right? Yeah? And now all of a sudden, the guy that owns the rights to Neil Young's music uh, happens to be heavily in bed and in business with the former fucking CEO of Pfizer, the vaccine, right? So I'm not saying anything fishy's going on. 
I'm just saying that's going on, right? And it's probably worth reporting on a little more than they have in the past. But fucking, who am I to say? Who am I to say? It's just a bit fucking retarded out there. You know, the world of business is a fucking messy one, you know, guys? The entrepreneur has no country, has no home. He just cares about the bottom dollar. And uh, guess what? If fucking these guys have any leverage, because there's like... So let's just say, for instance, anything that happens on Joe Rogan causes some people to have some second thoughts about the vaccine, right? And fucking rightly so, by the way, right? Because you point to me any other counter-narrative apart from what you see on the mainstream media out there that's as accessible as Joe Rogan, right? So just because this might make people question for a second, yeah, what's going on, why would you all of a sudden push a massive fucking campaign against trying to get him removed and all that sort of stuff well you're going to leverage whatever you have and if one of those acquisitions happens to be neil young's music you're going to leverage neil young's fucking gay music to try and i don't know piss off spotify or something like that and everyone's pointing to the fucking fact that spotify's stocks are dropping in value and all that sort of shit it's like that's ridiculous it's not because of neil young they've been dropping all fucking year all stocks have right so i don't know look into it it is what it is Fucking, what do you guys think? Do you reckon there's something fishy going on? Or do you think it's just Neil Young actually trying to fight for the free world the way he claims in his music? Eh? 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 If I try to shut down free speech? Ah, what a cunt. Fuck you, Neil Young. You, I don't know. You've, you've lost the plot as far as I'm concerned. But let's get on to some real new music. I realize last episode I did was kind of like the Australia Day episode. And... I didn't really highlight any Australian artists, so I wanted to make up for it this week because um, I checked out a whole bunch of new music coming out of Australia. So let's get into some. We'll start off with some different kind of genres and stuff like that. Let's start off with a beat maker from Sydney. Um, his name, you know, it goes under the alias, I guess, Cabu, uh, C-A-B-U, Cabu. Um, and he's got an EPR called So Far To Go, and it's fucking tremendous, guys. Yeah, he's got his... Um, you know, these beat makers, their kind of business model now is that they, they create, they set the stage and then there's other artists that will sort of feature in, in individual songs and stuff like that. He's definitely following that kind of format. But the production's amazing and the songs are amazing. It's a really fucking neat little EP. Very electronica. It's a beat maker, right? Um, but the beats he makes seem to be fucking polished. Really beautiful. Really enjoyed this little EP, guys. Um, he's out of Sydney. Kabu uh, is the name he goes under. So far to go. I would definitely check this one out if I were you guys. Um, it's like a, yeah, just cool fucking, again, it's sort of like we talked about last week. It's like sort of an elevated version of lo-fi. Like, and everybody's got to do this with music. You've got to see what's working. What are people being drawn to? And how do we like morph that into something more popular than the thing it already is, right? So lo-fi is huge, right? It has a huge following, but like lo-fi is somewhat anonymous. There's no standout lo-fi artists, right? Because it's just kind of um, delegated to the realm of playlists. And in the realm of playlists, no one really gives a shit about the individual artists being played. They just want a fucking cool playlist, right? And this is definitely the kind of music that would appear on those playlists, but you listen to it as an EP, and, and now it, it makes more sense. It is elevated a little bit above the generic playlist stuff. Um, and then you've got Cabot, 
is a fucking beat maker from Sydney, and it's fucking cool. Definitely worth checking out, guys. And I guess along those lines, I'll get into the next one because it's kind of similar style music. But this time, instead of being out of Sydney, he's out of Perth. Fucking local boys. Boys and girls. Um, uh, the artist's name is uh, Slumberjack, and I believe Slumberjack is a duo. Um, a guy and a girl out of Perth here. Um, but they've got this new album out called Dichotomy. And this thing is fresh as fuck. This is, uh, again, beyond the lo-fi thing. You wouldn't even confuse it with lo-fi. You'll confuse it with just like hot pop fucking summer dance anthems. Right? Something like that. Um, but it's also kind of, I don't know. I would maybe even refer to this album as an instrumental album. There are feature artists peppered all the way through it. Um, but the vocals aren't treated in like a hook melody way. They're kind of treated in more of a more of a sampled way, right? Where they become part of the texture of the song, a, a bit riffy here and there. They're not demanding your attention as a hook the way that like pop music does. Um, but the, the actual production and the, the, the electronica that's going on is fucking hooky enough. It is wicked. There are some little dancey fucking riffs throughout this album that just like maybe like I had to tell my wife just like just for a second this is fucking sick let's just listen to this for a second I don't know what you're talking about and so I have to silence you because otherwise I'd be pretending to listen to you so right now my my attention has shifted from what you were saying to what the fuck I'm hearing right now because this is sick right and she agreed she was like yeah yeah good call you could call this is fucking wicked and uh Got through the album a couple of times now already. Um, it's the perfect fucking poolside summertime album. It's fucking, it's got the energy behind it. So it's not just all relaxing summer beats. It's got energy behind it. It's got hooks behind it. It's got fucking insanely nice production. Insanely nice production. Um, gorgeous. The synth sounds, impressive as fuck. I don't know how they built them or what they're doing with them, but they're like, they're reminiscent of things you've heard before, but with a whole new flavor on them. Fuck yeah, that was cool. Um, but it's, it's still in the realm of electronica, so I know some of you guys uh, are more on the heavy side of shit. I am too. We'll get there. We'll get there. Just fucking wait. Don't don't you worry. But, I, you know, I, I like my music to kind of fit my different moods. The ever-growing fucking mosaic that is the moods of my life. Um, electronica and just cool vibes and hanging around the pool. You know, I have a swimming pool and I hang around it a lot. So, of course, I'm searching for certain vibes to fit that fucking life experience. Uh, <laughs> that sounded so stupid. Um, <laughs> but whatever. This album does it. It's called Dichotomy. I guess you should scream it. Dichotomy! Because uh, it's all caps. Uh, by Slumberjack, a duo out of Perth. Fucking shout out. I'm going to reach out to these guys and see if they want to come on the podcast at all. Because it's Perth, you know. They probably know someone I know. They probably, you know, are related to somebody that I know somebody that's fucked or something like that. There's going to be some fucking Kevin Bacon between us, right? Um, so we'll see what the hell happens. It is Perth after all. There's not a lot of us here. Um, all right. What was the big album? All right. Yeah. So shifting fucking vibes a little bit here. Those ones, great electronica, fucking great production, summertime grooves, all that sort of shit. So check out Cabo so far to go. Great little EP, Slumberjack Dichotomy, fucking amazing little album. Um, but here's a new band, and this is a debut album from them. Uh, called uh, The band's called Pride Lands. 
Pride Lands. Never heard of them before. Pride Lands. They just popped up on my radar. Well, I'll fucking give these guys a listen. Um, 30, 40 seconds into the first track, I was like, yeah, shit, yeah, I'm going to pay attention to this album. Because they are doing a lot of cool shit that I fucking like. Um, the album is called Light Bends. And um, it's kind of cool because, like, the, the album cover is, like, the imagery of, like, someone's eye, like, the iris of someone's eye. So I'm like, oh, light bends are cool. Eyes bend light. I kind of get what they're going on with here, whatever. But Pride Lands, they're out of Melbourne. Um, a couple of uh, young dudes. Oh, well, they can't be that young because I know they've been, uh, like, as a band for, you know, seven, eight years, something like that. Um, so these guys, how would I just, how would I say their, their genre? What would I say their genre is? Um, I would say it's hardcore. It's prog, um, but it's also got some electronic sort of uh, bleed-ins. Uh, so I don't know really how to start with this. These guys are great. These guys are great. Um, they've got some incredible um, maturity to their songwriting. It seems to evolve and flow and their way to, to build textures. Like I said, incorporating some electronic aspects, right? So there's this weird electronic sort of backdrop and on onto which they build fucking killer beats killer fucking riffs stuff like that this band is fucking riffy really riffy and i enjoyed the shit out of it right um i know i bitch about singers quite a bit because i i feel them to be such a fucking important part of music in fact if you're trying to convey a message they are probably the most important part of music um the music just makes it more musical right Etc. Etc. But uh, so this is the kind of singing that kind of bugs me normally, right? Where it's that like kind of two-tone singing, where they have their clean singing voice and then they have their screamo shit, which I don't like. Um, but it's fucking tolerable in this band. It's it's tolerable. It doesn't really make me cringe as much as stuff in the past has. But that's just me being an asshole, guys. That this is nothing. This is no indictment on the band. If this is your style of music, they're, the, they're fucking great at it, right? Um, but for someone that doesn't really like that fucking over-the-top, screamy sort of shit, um, you know, every now and then I was like, ugh, could do without that. But the music in the background, shit fucking carried it through. Holy hell, it carried it through. Um, amazing drum beats, amazing textures, amazing fucking riffs. These guys have a maturity to their sound that fucking... Um, a lot of bands could hope to achieve, hope to achieve, probably fucking myself included, right? Um, really fucking cool album. Um, I dug the shit out of it. I could fucking say some highlights. Parallel Lines was a fucking great song on there. There's a whole bunch of other ones, but every single song did something for me. You know, there was at least some part in it that made me go, fuck yeah. Oh shit, right? And um, probably happened too many times throughout this album, to be honest. Uh, it's not really up my wife's alley, this sort of stuff. So while I'm cranking this music out back, I could see her take her drinks and move inside for a little bit. Fine. Just let me get through this one, babe. Just let me get through this one. I fucking dig it. Um, and like I said, yeah, if I was to say there's any weakness, it's uh, vocals, but that's not because I thought the vocals were weak. They're just not my style, right? That, that's it. it. They are doing their job fucking really well. But it's just a bit of the screamy sort of stuff like that, where I think sometimes more careful melodies might have played better, but whatever, who the fuck am I to say? So Pride Lands, shout out to you guys over there in Melbourne, fucking doing the rough yards. Um, Light Bends is the album. 
fucking wicked. Definitely check it out, guys. If you're into your like sort of hardcore, sort of um, proggy sort of vibes, these guys are fucking cool, and it's their debut album. So you gotta give them fucking props for that. Hey, guys. For me to be commenting on things like maturity and shit like that, and textuals and um, fucking textures, textuals. That's not even a fucking word. Textures and fucking. Um, transitions and stuff like that. All that stuff usually takes a hell of a lot of time for a band to sort of figure out. There's some great bands out there that have been around for 20, 30 years that haven't quite figured that shit out yet. <laughs> Drink it! <coughs> I got something in my throat there, sorry. Um, so yeah, big shout out to these guys. They're doing really real well. Um, check them out. That's probably the 4,000th time I've said check them out. But check out Pride Lands. The album's called Light Bends. It's their debut out of Melbourne. Really cool shit. All right, on to some of our sort of um, music-ish stuff. I don't really know how this stuff goes. Um, I mentioned in the last episode that Liam and I got together um, and actually did some jamming, which we hadn't done for years. So there was plenty of dust to be dusted. Um, and uh, Liam's drum kit was a perfect metaphor for this. It was just fucking covered in dust. I was like, oh shit, this is exactly how the jam's gonna go, right? Um, and it went that way. You know, we had we had problems. Fucking the laptop we were using to record all these tracks on uh, was fucking maxing itself out, running out of memory, so it would randomly drop certain mics. So some of the jams we got, like we would just do little chunks. Like back in the day. We used to do like, um, yeah, they fire up everything, start recording, and we would just jam, and it would be like half hour to 45 minutes um, of a big jam, big ass fucking jam. Um, nowadays, it seems to be shorter. We're doing like these little 15 minute bursts, 10 or 15 minute, 20 minute little bursts of jams, and then we'll kind of cool down, and, and that, that's enough. It's enough to capture an idea without going through 20 ideas, you know what I mean? Or a couple of ideas would fit into that 10 minutes or whatever, a couple of transitions, which is kind of a bit more palatable, and it's a bit easier for us to work with if we're trying to pull songs out of these or whatever, right? But like I said, computer was kind of fucking up, so sometimes we'll do these jams and, um, you know, thankfully all seven or eight microphones actually recorded, or by the end of it, two or three of them were missing, or um, fucking one of them we did, only two of them were remaining at the end. And that could be okay if those two remaining were like overhead room mics. At least you can hear everything, but the two remaining happened to be a kick and a snare mic. So really all you ever get to hear guitar-wise um, is whatever bleeds through. And we're in a kind of small room and I'm playing pretty loudly. So there is enough bleed to be able to tell what's going on guitar-wise, but not enough for me to want to fucking put on this podcast for you guys, right? Um, some of the other ones that fucked up, like um, at least the room mic was on, so at least the guitars are a little bit sort of like kind of there in the mix, so it's not too bad or whatever, but I'll avoid showing you those ones. Guys, we did a bunch, um, so I'll show you one of these jams. We're back to our roots, guys. This whole podcast started with me just showing you stupid fucking improv jams. We just press record and start playing from scratch and that's exactly what we did um and so here's another one of them and uh remember if you like any of the little parts try and timestamp them or like let us know like what cool riffs you think are in there because you never know like i haven't really i listened through these recordings like once um when liam sent them to me a few days ago um but i don't really remember one from the other because there's like maybe seven or eight of them 
Um, so I don't really remember which ones are good, which ones are bad. They're all fucking good and bad in parts. It's just a process that we go through. So here it is. We're back to jamming, guys. It's been a while, but here's a little jam. Liam and I. Liam's on drums. I'm on guitar. Um, uh, I don't want to keep prefacing this with a whole bunch of fucking excuses as to why it sucks. Um, because, you know, it sucks for a, a whole bunch of other reasons rather than the excuses I give you. But, uh, you know, like my pedal board was kind of designed with fucking um, patches and stuff for the songs that Liam and I were, were um, doing in, in a band, right? Uh, so I didn't really have the, the right distortion that I would like to use on my own sort of shit. You know, you know it, was, it was a bit of a pedal dance. And so things fall out of time. I loop pedals. I'm kind of out of practice with that. You fucking enough with the excuses, Scott. Enough with the fucking excuses. Let's get to the fucking jam. Here's a stupid little jam, guys. You'll probably hear a stop and start because things fall out of time. But you know what? Sketches. That's what we do. And by the way, this jamming shit is the most fun you can have playing music. I don't care who the fuck you are. They don't say, oh, yeah, well, what about playing to 100,000 people at Wembley or whatever? It's like, yeah, that is not really an option for me. Um, but this is. And it's the most fun musical option I have available to me. So this is what we're doing. Anyway, have yourselves a fantastic week. Remember to reach out. All the links to contact me are in the description of this podcast, as always. Have yourselves a fantastic week. If you've got any recommendations for music I should check out, please send it to me. You know how. And uh, we'll get into it next time. Awesome. Fuck yeah. Little bit of an improv jam. Liam's on drums. I'm on guitar. Barely, 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 barely. Whatever. It is what it is, guys. Take care now. Bye-bye then. Bye.